0: what's up my boy how we doing today man doing good man everything's lovely man that's my word when we start off lovely everything's lovely
1: today man Okay, I mean, if, you know if that's how you feel, man I'm not here to uh tell you otherwise, so I'm glad you're doing uh lovely uh my boy okay welcome back everybody to another episode of the sports desk we're here for episode seven zero number seventy for you guys man yes, we turn sir another page in the chapter and uh we're just so excited to be back one more time. Uh, lots to talk about today Lots to talk about today We're gonna to go through um, Some NBA, we're gonna go through Some UFC, we're gonna go through Some college football um, A lot, a lot, a lot today But we're gonna have some fun, man, we might make some people mad Too, man, and I don't know about you, Black But uh, it's one of my favorite things to do Is to upset some folks To me, that just shows What they expect from me down the stretch you know? They know what I do um, he saw it firsthand when I was a second-year player when he was in Houston. So um, I'm sure he has a great memory of that. Paul well, George just got sent home by me last year in the playoffs. So they know that the reason they're reacting like that is because of what they expect from me, which is a sign of respect. And it just shows what I've done um, at a high clip more times than not. So I'm not offended by it. Um, if anything, it should just tell you how how much it hurt them to go through what I put them through in those situations. Mm. Dang. Uh- His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on crack. New sports
0: Desk. <laughs>
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Again, welcome back. Welcome back, man, to episode 70 of the Sports Desk. I'm your man's one more time, Desiree L. Hicks Jr. in the building. And it's your man, Black, man. We're
0: back for another episode.
1: Yes, sir. And we are indeed still your favorite sportsologists. I hope everybody <laughs> was able to catch me Black's commercial uh, that we put out last week, man. You're going to be seeing more and, and more of me and Black on camera uh, coming soon, man. But that was our first bit of business that. We rolled out. So check out all the vlogs and stuff on YouTube at the Reduce Lunch page as well. All right, Black, before we get into everything, man, let's kind of break the ice, man. Let's have a conversation, man. And the conversation today, man, let's talk about Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony. And just, I want to say over two years ago, the narrative on Melo changed, man. A lot of reporting was that Melo was done. He couldn't play anymore. Melo was selfish. Melo was a bad teammate. When Melo had his chances to be to be the guy, he didn't produce so on and so forth. A lot of negativity on Carmelo Anthony. And black, you know for what it's worth, I was like, "Man, we might not ever see Melo again, man." Like it's sad that we don't see him, we might might not see him again. And then the Portland Trail Blazers gave Carmelo Anthony a call and brought him in. And at first black, I was like, "Man, you know, this this is good." Melo can finish out the rest of the season, you know, play a little basketball and kind of go out the right way. But boy was I wrong. <laughs> a lot of people have been wrong about Carmelo Anthony. We just want to show, you know, Melo some some love because Carmelo Anthony is nowhere from being finished. He got a whole lot of basketball left in him, and it's so crazy that I didn't think he would fit in Portland. I I, I said he ain't going it ain't going to work there. He's going to have to come off the bench. So not only is he not coming off the bench, he is starting now, and he is averaging 15 to 17 points per game in this bubble. So, Blake, just give me your thoughts, man, on Melo, man, the resurgence of Carmelo Anthony after they tried to get my man's out of here.
0: Man, I'm am I'm, I'm happy to see Melo where he is, man. You know, uh, it's well deserved. I can remember an interview and uh, being a talent that Carmelo Anthony is, you would think this guy shouldn't be going through this. I can remember he did an interview on uh, First Take. He was talking to Stephen A. and he was saying how the Houston Rockets cut him while he was in his hotel room. Mm-hmm. Didn't even give him a heads up. And you think about that, I'm like, man, this like this is Carmelo Anthony. Yes, sir. Uh, one of the best scores in the NBA. Yes, you can sir. You can potentially say all, all time, time. Yeah. You know, for him and for him to be done like that by the, you know, get cut by the Thunder and then get cut by Houston, like it's yeah. it's, it's crazy to think. But the Portland Trailblazers taking a a, a chance on Melo, man, was great for was great for him as a person, mm-hmm. not just for his NBA career as a person. Because mm-hmm. Melo know he still had a lot to give, and that's what we seen in this bubble. Mm-hmm. I really, I really believe uh, Trevor Reza not being there really, really helped Carmelo Anthony open the door. And for He him. opened the door for him because you know he getting a chance to start now. And then we're seeing it. We're seeing the old. We may not be seeing the old old Melo, but mm-hmm. we're still seeing flashes of Melo. yeah you seeing yeah, it, it yeah. like in this bubble man like the sh- from from the shot making yeah from the from him being a loud mouth when he rebounded yeah. <laughs> yeah. you seeing everything man, on the floor but i'm happy to see mellow what he is man um and i hope this continues i hope mm. i hope the, the trailblazers make the decision to keep mellow maybe keep him long term yeah so uh i'm happy for Melo. so shout out to you mellow and everything you're doing Hey, man, uh, he, we in this bubble. You know, you never know what happened. And uh, Portland is rock and rolling right now, so Melo looks
1: good. So I'm excited for him. Yeah, when Portland first brought Melo in, they signed him to like a, I think was like a three-month, two-month contract, something crazy. He didn't even get a, a deal for the rest of the season, you know? And, and, and I'm like, wow, how has a guy who was before Kevin Durant walked into the NBA was the best scorer bar none in the league. Yes, he There was. was no one close to him. Rest in peace Kobe Bryant. Kobe would say over and over again, who is the toughest guy you had to defend in the NBA his whole career? And he said it was Carmelo Anthony because he is a bull. He is a bull down there. I mean, inside, outside, Melo just showed over and over again, man, that he was the best scorer in the NBA. I want to say for at least a I want to say at least probably a three to five year span. Longer than that. There was no, I'm just saying like, it was no (laughs) doubt about it. It was just no doubt about it that he was the guy. And and we know Melo, you know, Melo had opportunities to go to the bulls when they was loaded, go to the heat because everybody knows the original plan was LeBron, Melo and Bosch. Mm -hmm. But Melo decided to stay in New York one, because he's from that area. And two, (laughs) <laughs> they paid him $160-something million to stay. He would have only been able to get $95 million in New York. And, you know, Melo probably missed his opportunity on getting the championship. Maybe. But uh, all in all, man, let's... I just want to just put this out. Remember, Carmelo Anthony was a problem. Carmelo Anthony was a top three player in the NBA for a long period of time. And it is a travesty what the Houston Rockets tried to do to him man so like black said shout out to carmelo anthony man i'm glad to see him out there not only just playing but he contributing he's doing his thing for real for real and if the portland race getting the portland trailblazers are getting the playoffs and make some noise man i'm pretty sure he'll have a big reason for that but you got something else on Melo? yeah 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 just uh just this year along in 56 games
0: mellow's played in he's averaging 15.4 uh, uh six point three rebounds and uh, one assist a game in his yeah. career. Mm-hmm. He's played almost twelve hundred games, and his his career average is twenty four point six. Mm-hmm. And his rebounds averages six rebounds a game and two mm-hmm. assists. He's a bona fide scorer. Mm-hmm. He's a bona fide scorer. So shout out Demello, like you said, D mm-hmm. man. You can, it couldn't happen to a better person. Absolutely, it couldn't happen to a better person, man. And. He's back where he belongs, cause, yep. cause, cause the the league needs Melo, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and I know the Melo fans been crying for this for a long, long time. Yeah, you, yeah. So I know yeah, him, yeah. I know a couple of Melo fans. They they so happy
1: for Melo right now, man. Yeah. And it's good to see Melo fans bite talking again. Absolutely. So shout out to Carmelo Anthony, man. Happy for you, bro. If you just so happen to hear this, the sports desk are huge Melo fans, man. Keep doing your thing. All right, man, we're going to get into our start, bench, or cut. <laughs>
0: Gangster,
1: New sports, desk. Hey, this reduced lunch sports, man. All right, all right, all right. Let's go ahead and get it going, man. Let's get into our start, our bench, or our cut. And I guess my next-door neighbor decided to cut his grass. So if you guys hear any of that, that's exactly what's going on. But uh, let's get into it. So, Black Man, um, I was really thinking, man, what can I do to not shock you but make you think? I've, I think I've shocked you, like, maybe the last two weeks, maybe had to get you you're thinking a little harder on the spot but this one right here i thought this was pretty interesting maybe i'm wrong but let's find out so black you gotta let one of these boys go man uh it's a saturday morning you gotta only get you only need two people to add to your team you gotta tell one of these boys to stay to the house all right so from the miami heat we got bulldog jimmy butler From the Golden State Warriors, you have maybe the second or third greatest shooter of all time in Klay Thompson. And from the Los Angeles Clippers, multi-time all-star, multi-talented player, Paul George Black. I think all three of these guys are around the same level, in my Mm -hmm. opinion. So, Black, who you starting? Who you benching? More importantly, who just not hooping this Saturday, Black? Mm. Yeah. Man, I'm
0: starting Clay Thompson. okay I'm benching Jimmy Butler
1: mm. and I'm
0: cutting Paul George.
1: Really? Yes I am. Oh that's okay that's very <laughs> very interesting that you should say that sir. Um man, let's see here yeah, let's get a oh man. guys. Gangster um uh, shoot, for me I thought about long and hard man and um I, I, I need I just need people to scold. So, um, Paul George is starting for me. I'm going to start Paul George. I'm going to bench Klay Thompson, and I'm going to tell Jimmy Butler, hey, man, we'll holler at you, bro. Mm. We'll holler at you, Jimmy Butler, man. I like Jimmy a lot. Dog, somebody who you need out on the court. But, man, I, I'm i a fan of can you put the ball in the rim?
0: I'm surprised you start Paul George over Klay Thompson.
1: Yeah, offensively. That's what I'm saying. Offensively, he better than Klay. Mm. Yeah, he way better than Klay offensively. Clay is a great shooter, but you see PG out there shaking. You see him out there yeah, step yeah, back and doing everything. Clay can get that mug quick. Yeah, he can get it all quick. And that's fine. That's fine. Quick. But I don't really like Klay putting the ball on the ground like that. That's just me. That's just me. So yeah, Paul George, Klay Thompson, y'all can play. Y'all can play this week, all right? <laughs> All right, man, we're going to transition into our sound of the week, man. And, boy, have we had some pretty good sounds, man, over (laughs) the past couple of days. Y'all heard the intro with Dame Lillard talking his talk, man. But Draymond Green was a guest on uh, TNT this past week, and I enjoyed Draymond. I enjoyed Draymond's uh, live commentary, him and Chuck going back and forth. So I have two clips here that I have combined. And uh, y'all check out uh, Draymond Green, just being Draymond. (laughs) But Joel also has to do himself a favor. He's posting up almost at the three-point line. You can't get spacing like that either. There's no one in the NBA that can stop Joel from getting the position he wants. Joel pretty much needs to think about the game like this. Anytime he shoots a jump shot, he's bailing his defender out. He's giving his defender a pass every time he shoots a jump shot. And as someone who's guarding him, Go ahead and go out there. I love when he shoot jump shots. <laughs> exactly to the point. Hate to see Book playing well and Phoenix playing well, but get my man out of Phoenix. It's, it's not good for him. It's not good for his career. Sorry, Chuck, but uh, wow. Book, they got to get Book out of Phoenix. I need my man to go somewhere where he can play great basketball all the time and win, because he's that type of player. Are you tampering? Maybe. <laughs> 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 draymond green and by the way the nba uh sent draymond green a nice little invoice (laughs) saying we need fifty thousand dollars for you uh a fake tampering on Devin Booker. So yeah, Draymond Green was fine by the NBA for that comment. was horrible. It was horrible. Yeah, come on, it man. Was I like Draymond.
0: Final. I like Draymond on uh. Yeah,
1: he was good. He did good. He's good. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. He's good. It's it's kind of you know Draymond gonna have a future man. Oh yeah, just for his oh, mouthpiece, yeah. you know when he done playing Definitely. ball. But yeah. Draymond got a lot more ball to play. I think he's only played like seven years in the league, so oh, yeah. he got a lot more ball there. But I enjoyed Draymond uh, on TNT. I thought that was pretty dope, man all right man we're going to get uh into our top five so let's get that going
0: hey bro you listening to the sports dance
1: Maybach music. Maybach music All right, all right, man. Let's get into our top 5 this week, man. And we know the National Football League is fastly approaching. Training camp started last week. We're starting to see a lot of um uh uh players in the league join their new team. I seen Todd Gurley in his new uniform. I seen Stefan Diggs in his new uniform. So we got some things rolling uh uh in the National Football League. But we thought we would go ahead and put our top five players out there going into the 2020 NFL season. So Black, talk to me, man. Give me your top five players coming into the season in the national a football leg. All right, man.
0: Number five. And I think this kid is going to be a first-team All-Pro this year. Okay. On the defensive side of the ball. Okay. I got Tredavious White at number five. Oh, boy. At number four, I have DeAndre Hopkins. Mm. At number three, I have Lamar Jackson. Mm. At number two, I have Patrick Mahomes II. And at number one, I think this man is going to have a, a lot a lot. The best shit we probably gonna see from him this year. All the naysayers he been hearing all year, and that is running back Ezekiel Elliott.
1: Wow, you got Zeke number one. Number one. Yes. Okay, I, I ain't mad. I, I hope you. I, I, I hope he played like the number because one because what we've been hearing league. about Zeke this year has been highly disrespectful. Yeah, I, I, I ain't mad. <laughs> With me being a Dallas Cowboy fan, <laughs> I hope I get him to play like the number one player in the national football league all right um i'm gonna give mine at number five i got in my opinion uh probably the best linebacker in football who never gets talked about bobby wagner all right he is a number five player for me number four i got the best defensive player in football period in my and it can't nobody do nothing with this man khalil mack at number four at number three I got Christian McCaffrey, man, Mr. Do-Everything, Mr. Do-It-All. What do you need? I got it. All right, Christian McCaffrey. Number two, Lamar Jackson. I mean, he only can improve and get better, you know, going forward. And at number one, I mean, of course. I mean, if you heard, if you heard the sports this last week on the uh, hellacious rant that I went on for Patrick, Mahomes, boy. Not being the number one player in the National Football League? Well, guess what? He's number one in my heart. He is my number one player to infinity and beyond in the National Football League. Marcel, can you hear? Come on and get up on the mic, man. So we got special guests in the building, man. We got Brisbane in the building, man. Marcel's a big, huge football fan. One of the up-and-coming cornerbacks and Jacksonville High School football scene for the Wolfs and Wolf Pack. Marcel, give me your top five players coming into this season, baby.
0: My top five and number five, I got Nick Bosa. Mmm, okay. Number four, I got Harrison Smith. Oh, mm, okay. Number three, I got Derwin James. Uh Mmm, defense. Okay. Number two, I got Christian McCaffrey. Mm. Give me a number one. Number one, I got Derrick Henry.
1: Oh, mm. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Henry, had interesting Henry had a huge interesting Henry had a huge year. He did. I like that Duran James man number I think Durin gon' he gon he gonna remind people this year. Yeah, you think yeah. Gonna I, remind I think he folks will. This he year. was hurt He, he was, was hurt was all last year. He was hurt all last year, yeah. Yeah, shout out Marcel, man, for yeah, jumping yeah, man. in. Shout out to my son, uh, man. On that top five, man. Interesting list. Yeah, very see, interesting. I like yeah. it. I like it. Like I like the it. running backs going to the top of the list. I like it. Yeah, I some like guys it. who got things to prove. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I am offended. You know, but you know, <laughs> my homeboy. I mean, my God, what he got to do? Throw for ten thousand yards for all y'all to put I, him number one? I just feel like this. With Pat, this is my thing with Pat.
0: Let me say this real quick. Okay, we already didn't got everything you can. That we can get from Pat everything else is just icing on a cake you know what i'm saying everything nah, else it's is more. icing it's more. We got we it's i know it's more it's just more. like every ring he wins off For of his icing on a cake he's done everything in two years that a quarterback could do okay oh okay. <laughs> okay y'all must have forgot forgot forgot, forgot.
1: Is cooking.
0: LeBron James.
1: Le- LeBron James. Yes, sir, it's that time. It is that time for us to talk a little bit about the National Basketball Association. And yes, folks, get ready for some objectivity here from your guys at the sports desk. Home of the greatest franchise in sports, the L.A. Lakers. And the home of the greatest athlete in the world today, LeBron James, the king. Woo! Woo! Lakers, let's do it. Yes, sir. And my Lakers have not been doing it. They have not been doing it, man. And we're getting ready to talk a little bit about these Lakers. LeBron
0: James. Le- LeBron James.
1: All right, man. So let's get into the week it was in the National Basketball Association, man. And a lot, a lot, a lot has been taking place in the NBA, man, over the past week. We know we are revving up and roaring for the playoffs, man, which are set to begin on August the 17th, which is this Sunday but before we get there let's have some talks here man let's be objective black and I'm going to let you kick it off man so the Los Angeles Lakers for better for better words have not been playing well we have some questions out there with these Lakers it's it's funny what a difference a week makes cuz last week we was you know talking that talk but this week man we got to be objective man and have some and take a little different stance and um I know black is eager and ready to give his take <laughs> so black Let's just talk about the whole week, the whole week with the Lakers. Let's talk about what you've seen on the court. And let's talk about your concerns, Black, with the Lakers. Well, uh, mm, my boy, look he read in
0: preach. LeBron James. I, man, no, I don't even know what it is again with the Lakers right now, man. um, me and you have had further conversations <laughs> about these Lakers. Yeah that we're not going to bring here mm-hmm. and how I feel. I'm not going to go that deep into it because I am don't want to be pissed off today Okay, because we have a game tonight. Yes, so
1: we
0: do. I'm just, I'm just overall what I'm seeing from the Lakers. I'm seeing a lot of inconsistency mm-hmm. from the Lakers and that I don't like mainly, mainly from Anthony Davis. I don't like what I'm seeing from him. Mm-hmm. Um, Utah game. He was brilliant. 42 points. Mm-hmm. And, uh, against Utah. Mm-hmm. And he turns right back around the next night and we play um, Houston, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we play yeah, Houston. Houston. And he had 17. And we know that he set out the second half of that game. Mm-hmm. He had 17 points. And then we go to the Thunder. Yeah. We had nine points in that game. Yep. Against the Thunder. Mm-hmm. And I was like kind of concerned. I was like, okay, well, um, what's going on here? I, I'm, I'm not understanding. And then you know, when I LeBron was set out the game against Houston. So uh-huh. next game, we played the Indiana Pacers. And my, way, my thinking before the game, okay, this is the game where we're going to see LeBron on the court. We're going to see them get some things together. And we've seen a little bit. We've seen, kind of seen what Frank Vogel was doing. Uh, I had to be told that as well. had to see what Frank Vogel was doing and mm-hmm. preparing for the playoff run. But in this game... Anthony Davis only had eight points. Mm. He was 0 for 4 from 3 and 3 for 14 for the game mm-hmm. and played 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. D, that concerns me. Mm-hmm. You're one, you one of the most dominant <clears throat> big men in this league. Yeah. And you're settling for jump shots. Mm-hmm. You're out on the wing like you're a J.J. Redick, like you're a Kyle uh, uh, Kyle Corver, mm-hmm. like one of these all-time shooters, and you need to be in the paint. Mm-hmm. You need to be down there banging, biking people down, getting to the cup. Instead of shooting these, don't get me wrong. I know that the league has turned into a jump shot shooting. That's what it is about the league now. But for the Lakers to be successful, we need his back to the basket, mm-hmm. and then everything else. When he shoot, and he does get open shots there. Why open shots? You take them and you hit those shots. I haven't been liking what I've been seeing from him, as an individual. Now, as a team, defensively, I don't like where we are. Mm-hmm. I feel like this thing needs to get ramped up. We're not switching well. We're not. We those things that's important. We're not doing, in my eyes. I just, I just really, <laughs> I just really think that we need to be more. We need to be like. It's time. It's time. I mm-hmm. feel like we should be should have been seeing this already from the Lakers. And I know I know it's we had this long break and everything, but I'm not seeing I'm not I don't like what I'm seeing. I'm mm-hmm. concerned. Um I know we're finna get ready to go into these playoffs. Mm-hmm. But I'm not I'm not I'm not happy and I'm worried a little bit. And I had you to kind of assure me that, bro, it's going to be okay. Mhm. But I know it's going to be okay, but I'm still a little worried because I don't like our play. But overall, and LeBron, I see LeBron starting to rev things up as well. And typical LeBron, he's going, to, he's, going to be, he's going to be ready. But Anthony Davis is the key. Mm-hmm. He has to be firing on all cylinders. We ha- he has to be firing on all cylinders. This rotation needs to, uh, needs to get done for the playoffs, whoever they're going to have. In this rotation. I need to see more of Kyle Kuzma on the floor in crunch time. I need to see more of him in crunch time on the floor. And I just I'm just ready, man. I'm ready for it to get clicking and I hope that they could do this tonight. Cause this is a big game of tonight against Denver. Because Denver's gonna come to play tonight. Mm-hmm. So uh, they got something they're playing for. They're playing for a two seed. So I'm excited to see what happens tonight and you know, heading into the playoffs.
1: Yeah, um, you know, I've never really gave my Lakers these before, so this is the first time. <sighs> See, I have a problem with the Laker Nation. I have a problem with Laker Faithful. I have a problem with LeBron supporters. I've been seeing nothing but a negative turn on a lot of people, uh, whether it's Twitter, uh, personal friends of mine. Um, I had to talk black off a ledge just the other night. (laughs) You know, coming into this bubble, the only goal that we had coming into this bubble, these eight games, it was only one goal that we needed we wanted to accomplish. And everybody was saying it. (laughs) The Lakers need to go ahead and wrap up the number one seed in the West. Now, we know this is not your typical playoff and there's not no home court but you want to be the higher seed in your in your uh conference you just want to you're going to play lesser opponents getting to the NBA final NBA finals quote unquote so in the three games that the lakers played the lakers went 2 and 1 and what did the lakers do in that time the lakers clinched the number 1 seed in the western conference goal accomplished so of course there's more basketball to play there's another 6 or 7 games left okay cool we get lebron some rest and that's what he did. We get Frank Vogel. We get Frank Vogel an opportunity to play around with these lineups. Just other night versus, I think it was the Pacers. Dion Waiters didn't play. J.R. Smith didn't play. Morris didn't play. You got uh, uh, Caruso getting more burn. Quinn Cook getting some more burn. Thornton getting some more burn. Frank Vogel and I see what he's doing. Frank Vogel is trying to get the lineups right. Frank Vogel is trying to figure out who is going to be in the top eight rotation. For the NBA playoffs, if anyone knows anything about NBA basketball, in the regular season, you might play 10 guys in a game in a regular season NBA game. In the playoffs, that lineups get shortened. In the first two rounds of the playoffs, you might get eight. In the conference finals, you might get a seven-man. And in the NBA finals, man, you might get a six-man rotation. The best players are playing when you get deeper into these games. Frank is trying to figure out. We have four guys on the Lakers who haven't got any burn with the Lakers. Smith. The Morris twin only got two, Marquiva, whoever we got, Markeva, Marcus, I don't know. <laughs> but I know it's a Morris brother. He only played two games in the Lakers before the stoppage. J.R. Smith, no burn. Deion Waiters, no burn. Quinn Cook wouldn't get no burn the whole year. Alex Caruso didn't get going till almost halfway through the season. So the, Frank is trying to figure out the rotation. I ain't mad at that. Do I like losing? No. Who wants to lose? Did I want to go 8-0 in the bubble? Absolutely. I wish we could go eighty two 2 0 but I'm realistic here. And all those, y'all think LeBron, we, we see this year in and year out. Everybody say the same conversation about LeBron every year. I don't know, man. LeBron like he's slowing down going to the playoffs. LeBron ain't looking too hot going into the playoffs. Every year we had this conversation. And then what happens, guys? LeBron James makes another NBA Finals. Didn't the conversation stop then? Absolutely it does. There's two things that I have concerns about. It's not all cool for me. I'm not the Laker fan. It's like, oh, we're straight. No, for the majority, do I believe the Lakers are good? Yeah, I do. I do. My number one concern is Anthony Davis. I was excited to see Anthony Davis against the Houston Rockets when LeBron played. I was excited to see it because Russell Westbrook didn't play for the Rockets that game either. So it was Harden and it was Anthony Davis. Two blessed players on the team. Top five players in the NBA. For granted, Anthony Davis twisted his ankle in the second quarter and didn't play the second half. Okay, cool. But let's talk about the first half of AD. I didn't see the dog, man. I didn't see a guy trying to take over. I see him doing iso plays. I see him doing the step back, not going down low, getting in the bucket. And I get it. When you when you can shoot the basketball, I play a lot of basketball myself. If you knock down a couple jumpers, dog, you're going to keep shooting from out there because you feel good. But this ain't pickup. This is the NBA. And Frank Vogel, Jason Kidd, these guys got to get in there. They got to get in there and, and, and make some calls and call some offensive plays. And then Davis got to show us more going to these playoffs because he's going to be the one we run through offensively in these playoffs, not LeBron. LeBron will be defending, facilitating, and make sure the Lakers are on course. That's what LeBron will be doing in these playoffs. And of course, making the biggest plays in the game. That's what LeBron will be doing. Secondly, Frank, Kyle Kuzma needs to be closing. <laughs> he needs to be closing closing I don't want to see an offensive threat on the bench late in the fourth quarter and it's not like Kuz ain't been playing good defense because he has we've seen him play great defense so I don't know why Frank I mean even when Dana Green was out Kyle Kuzma didn't get to play late in the fourth versus the Pacers I was confused Why don't you want a 6'8", 6'9", guy out there defending long arms and who've been getting steals and blocking shots, disrupting shooters this whole bubble? So I'm confused there. So, Frank, I'm hoping and believing that you're doing what you need to do to make sure that Kyle Kuzma is closing late in these games, man. But overall, all in all, am I concerned about the Lakers? I am not concerned. I'm not. But I do need to see some questions answered in these next three games before August 17th. And that begins the playoffs. And we very well could be playing the Portland Trailblazers, who are hot. We could be very well playing the Phoenix Suns, who are hot. Or we could be messing around with a lonely uh, Memphis Grizzlies. And at this point, I'll take a 4 0 sweep over the Grizzlies and <laughs> see what we can get. I ain't even going to lie. I ain't even going to lie. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens for the Lakers. So, Lakers Nation, Lakers Faithful, LeBron supporters. Relax. We cool. We going to be just fine. We're going to end up knocking down shots. I know the Lakers ain't been shooting well, but it's fine. It's fine. We'll be just fine. And remember that I said this on August the 10th at 6.40 p.m. We will be okay. Just chill.
0: You know what, man? I don't know what I would do without you, man. (laughs) You've, You've... When it comes to sports, you have saved my life so many times.
1: And I appreciate you for that, brother. Hey, I got you, bro. I got you, bro. I got you, man. So, yeah, yeah. Lego of Faithful, be cool. All right, so I know a lot of y'all out there saying, man, they missed the tweet of the week. Why didn't they do the tweet of the week? Well, I just thought, you know, it'd be cool to do something a little different with the tweet of the week this week. I just didn't want to speak on this uh, situation here. Uh, you heard the opening of the show Uh, But these tweets are much better than Dame Lillard's audio, man So we're gonna blend the tweet of the week With the National Basketball Association this week And boy When I tell you These players are stressed out Everybody's wilding out It's just a lot going on Alright, man, so This past Saturday night, wait, Saturday afternoon It was the Blazers and the Clippers post-contested game. Dame Leonard missed two free throws to either win the game or tie the game. I can't remember off the top of my head. He missed both and the Lakers went berserk. Immediately after the game, the superstar, well, excuse me, the NBA players took it uh, to Twitter and here we go. Pat Bell, who didn't even play, gets on Twitter and says "Can't coon on three. Insinuating that the Portland Trailblazers will not make the playoffs. Paul George comes right behind Pat Bev and you getting sent home this year, respect. He's insinuating about Damian Lillard sending him home the year before. Not the same thing, PG. And then here comes Dame Dollar. I'm gonna call him Dame Dollar for this one. At Pat Bev and at Young Trees, which is Paul George. Bruh, keep keep switching teams. Keep running from the grind. Y'all boys is a bunch of chumps from Dame Lillard. Oh, and Dame Lillard was not done. He got into it with Skip Bayless today on social media. Here we go. Dame responds to Skip Bayless saying it's not quite Dame time. Dame Lillard says, I have never been buying nothing about you fam. You a joke. And after our private convo full of backpedaling, you would never have my respect, Skip. You a clown. Mm. So that Rose, uh, that verse of I get out the records high schools. Uh, all that title, all that, you know. Yeah, check them out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man. So let's roll right back into the National Basketball Association. Let's pause it right there. Damian Lillard versus PG versus Pat Bev. Lot of fun there, Black. What did you think? What, what what do you just think about what we're seeing? The energy, the tweeting, the the, the post game comments. Does Dame Lillard? I want to ask you something. Does Dame Lillard remind you of anybody at this point? With how he's carrying himself, black? Does he? Because he reminds me of somebody. Um, I want <sighs> what he's doing
0: right now. is kind of like. Seeing Kobe Bryant mm-hmm. and what Kobe used to be doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can remember some dudes from the Suns and Kobe mm-hmm. used to tell these dudes, like, who, who is Roger Bell.
1: Roger Bell. Who is, who is, he, that? That? Who is
0: he? And uh, no disrespect to uh, Paul George mm-hmm. and Pat Belf,
1: mm-hmm. Uh he has the right mm-hmm. to talk to you guys
0: like that because you know why? Yeah. He's, he's telling the truth. He has sent you home, but I love it. Uh-huh. D, I love the back and forth I love it Yeah, Because I think in, I think They're making a mistake mm-hmm. Dame Lilla is in rare form Rare form Right now yeah. And like he just said You didn't even got Dame time yet Nope We haven't even got there yet Nope He saves that for the playoffs mm-hmm. What do we see from Kobe In year in and year out Playoff time When he was in the playoffs And the playoffs Is a totally different Kobe Bryant the mamba. Totally different and that's what we see from Dame, man. Dame, their team on a mission to get this eighth seed. Yeah. So they have to be locked in. As soon as they got, as soon as games from ball tip, they had to be locked in winning games. Pat Bev and uh, Paul George, just shut up. Please, <laughs> just shut up. Because you're, you're, you're starting something that you don't need to be starting. Mm. I understand you're on the Clippers team and you're the 2C. You're feeling good about yourself. <clears throat> okay. But please be a little humble and remember what this guy has done. Yeah. To the both of you. And PG, for you to come out and just got a taste of it last year and open your mouth to the guy who who shot a what? A, what kind, <laughs> Man. a step back? From
1: the logo, the
0: logo yeah. against you to win the game? Yeah. Oh, and, and he had 51 in that game. Mm-hmm. I love the back and forth, D. I love it. But I don't think Dame is the one that you really, really, really want to get under his skin. I think that's the wrong one to get under his skin because that's why he's one of my favorite players in the league now. Like Dame shows uh, year in and year out why he is what he is. Mm-hmm. Like this guy has hit big shot after big shot. And I don't think people really respect it because I guess those shots haven't really meant much and he hasn't got further than what he's sus- suspo- supposed to. But I love it, D. I love the uh, what's going on with the back and forth on Twitter and Dame,
1: and I love it. Yeah, I love it too. I think these guys are pent up with all kinds of things. Testo- uh, the, the testosterone is all over the place. You know, they can't be with their wives, their girlfriends, their kids are at the house. These guys are just in full savage mode out here at the bubble, man, but I love it as well. I mean, not only are we getting great basketball, but we're getting the antics. We're getting real-life NBA promos. It's like The Rock cutting a promo. Stone Cold, Shawn Michaels, he's like these guys cutting promos, man. And Black is right. Dame Lillard had every right to address Paul George and Pat Bev the way he did. And the shots that he sent them home on were just all timers in the playoffs, man. Don't don't get me wrong. I've been hard on Dame. I think Dame is a legit superstar in this league. Superstar talent. This boy is a problem. But he has been disappointing a, a, in certain points of his career. And uh, just taking back the last season, I, I, I won't. I will never give him a pass for getting swept by the Blazers. I won't in the Western Conference Finals. Now I, I picked the Blazers. Why, why, who Pelicans against me? The Warriors, hey, I'm sorry. The Warriors, the, Warriors, the Warriors, I'm sorry. In the okay. West Conference Finals, the Warriors. Okay. I just won't give him a pass for that. And yeah, the year before, they got swept by the Pelicans in, 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 in the playoffs. I just I just won't be able to let that go so easy. Now, he can always improve and go on and win and do great things. And for what it's worth, I hope one day Dame Lillard becomes a champion. But I ask Black, who does he remind you of at this moment right now in his career? I mean, to me, this is all Kobe Bryant. <laughs> From the way he's talking, and to the way he's playing. I watched him last night against the Philadelphia 76ers. This man dropped a 51 piece on these boys, and the Blazers needed all of it. They won 127, 124, something like that. They needed every bit of it. Dame is just on another level. Now, I always remind uh, my Laker faithful who are nervous about the Blazers. Oh, man, I don't know if we want to play them. They're scary. Y'all, y'all remember out there, the Blazers are the ninth seed in the Western Conference. There, Dame Lillard say I'm not coming down here To miss the playoffs He is doing everything that he has to do And what he is supposed to do To get his team to the postseason That's what exactly what he's doing Now is it impressive? Hell yeah It's amazing what he's doing But at the same time Keep in mind they fight for their lives And with three games to go I hope this ain't all for nothing Because me, Dedrick Hicks I want the Blazers in the playoffs I want to play them because this is what my team needs. Because what more intensity, what more fluid offensive team, what more dangerous team are you gonna play outside of the Blazers? Just the Clippers. I ain't worried about the Nuggets. I ain't worried about the Jazz. I ain't worried about OKC. I ain't worried about them. This Portland team, if they've been healthy all year, this Portland team can easily be the number one seed in the West. Yeah. Or the two or the three. So Dame Lillard's doing the thing. And I wish somehow, some way, they could like jump to the seventh spot so we can get a Clippers, Portland, a Portland Clippers uh, playoff series. Man, that'd be so good, man, but I know that's not going to happen. But I tell you what, I will be locked into the next time Dame Lillard uh, play the uh, Los Angeles Clippers next season, man, because I'm sure he will not uh, be forgetting. But all in all, man, I'm enjoying it, man. I think it's real good, man, and very entertaining uh, for the NBA at this moment. All right, Black, let's transition to the AC. Eight seed in the West. Talking about the Portland trail Blazers. But we've got a three-team race. Now, our pick, the Pelicans, are eliminated. They cannot make the playoffs. They got eliminated, I uh, think, yes, last night when Dame dropped his 51th, 51st point on the 76ers, the Pelicans were eliminated. And, yes, me and Black, we are wrong sometimes <laughs> on the sports desk. But, Black, it looks like it's down to three teams. It looks like it's down to the Blazers, the Spurs, who no one's talking about, And the 6-0 Phoenix Suns, led by Devin Booker. Now, Black, we got to do some repicking. Me and Black talked before the show, and Black said, hey, man, we need to to clean this up. (laughs) This this is is a chance for us to repeat. We definitely do, man. So, Black, talk to me about that A spot man. Let's start off with the Phoenix Suns. 6-0 in the bubble, man. What you think?
0: Man, what the Phoenix Suns are doing, man, is, is... They battling, man. They, they fighting to get that eighth seed, man. The only undefeated team in the bubble at 6-0. Yep. They played a really good uh, Thunder team today who was the, uh, who is the sixth, sixth seed right now. Mm-hmm. And this game was close to half, and this is like the bottom fell out mm-hmm. in the second half. Mm-hmm. And they went on a run, and Devin Booker just took over this game. Mm-hmm. Like, this kid is on another planet right now. Mm-hmm. Like, him and Dame... Uh, are playing like Kobe the Mamba right now like yeah. everything Devin Booker is doing I see Kobe in it yeah. this guy this kid is taking over man and I will I, <laughs> I like what the Suns are doing like we're not used to seeing this from the Suns that's when, maybe why it's so exciting man
1: it's been a long it's time been, it's since been Charles a long Bart- no no, time. no since Steve Nash and them boys
0: yeah like it's been since a Steve long Nash and them boys. time yeah. for the Suns and it's very exciting to see them in this position mm-hmm. battling for for that eighth uh, seed, and then um we have the t- San Antonio Spurs. I'm not even surprised. It's Pop. Pop knows You're how to get not A little his,
1: surprised because you know, they, they
0: struggled last I, year. I'm not because Pop always. He's a great coach. It's, he's a great coach. Yes, he is. You know, he's showing you. Uh, he's showing you without without superstar talent. Mm-hmm that he can have potential to make these playoffs. I I, I understand, the DeMar DeRozan is there, but DeMar DeRozan seems like he isn't the same player since he left Toronto. I think it's he's the offense in of San Antonio. Yeah. That's what
1: I think. He not getting that's the ball. That's what you think it is? Well, yeah, because he not getting enough shots. But, Pop don't run that kind of yeah, system. Yeah, he don't, he don't. He don't run that
0: system. Pop, everybody yeah. has to play in Pop system, so that's why we don't see DeRozan what he, what he think he is. But at the same time, the Spurs... They have big games left too, and they're fighting for their lives. They are. And then They are. DJ said it. The Portland Trail Blazers. Yeah. Like, one of the team could easily be the one or two seed in the West Easy. if not for injuries. Yeah, if healthy. Yeah. I'm sitting here thinking, what if they would have signed Camilo Anthony at the beginning of the season? Like, wh- wh- we could be talking about something totally different here. Yeah. You know. For so, real. and and they're battling too. He just like DJ said, he he just dropped fifty one last night on one of the better defensive teams in the league. Yeah in the 76ers mm-hmm. and they're battling and now they they have a big game tomorrow night against dallas and i'm looking forward to that who's that uh portland, portland. tomorrow oh, wow. night nine o'clock wow, wow, so wow. i'm okay. Okay. i'm excited okay. about that that's going to be a big game because okay. um the suns won today so what that that puts them what two two behind if i'm not mistaken they're, they're in
1: the Tim's. they're they're in the 11th spot. They jumped the Spurs today with that win. Yeah, so So they're in the 10th spot. They in the 10th spot. They're a game and a half back with three games to go.
0: Okay, yeah. So I'm I'm excited to see what happens, man, with these last uh these last three teams uh competing for that eighth seed. Yeah. And we're gonna see if we we're gonna see if Memphis can hold on. Can
1: they hold on? Can they hold on? They still the eighth
0: seed. They still the eighth seed. So that's and that's crazy we're talking about it. That's how much of a gap it was between them. Them having the eight seed, they were leading by what, like five or six games D, before the bubble started. If I'm not mistaken, four and and a half games. Okay, so
1: and they've only won one game in this bubble, right?
0: Yeah, and still have uh, half game lead. Half game lead. Yeah. So uh, I'm excited to see, man, what happens uh, with these last three games. Like I'm going to be locked in to see all three of these teams uh, in their last three games.
1: Yeah, man. Look. This is exciting, man, and and, and I'm going to start with the uh, Phoenix Suns. I'm going to start with the Phoenix Suns. Look, that Clipper game winner that Devin Booker shot on Kawhi and PG, dog, it's so exciting, bro. Just just a moment for Devin Booker, man. These boys was already 3-0 at that time. And I think that win against the Clippers, I think that was the win that said, And they, them boys in the locker room after that game, say, you know what? Man, we can run the table, dog. We done beat the quote unquote best team in the NBA. Look what Book did. And it's like that turned Book on all the way. And you look at their squad, they got a nice young squad, man. And they are playing really well. But I think Phoenix has the toughest schedule out of Portland and San Antonio. Now, this is what Phoenix got left. So they played their. Third to last game today. They beat the Thunder 128-101. to 128-101. to A very good Thunder team. They got the 76ers tomorrow at 430. Now, no Embiid. No Ben Simmons. Is that another win for the 76ers? I mean, for the uh, Phoenix Suns? Could be. Could be. And then they close out the season in a game that might not matter for the Mavericks. Do I hope Luke and them boys play? Yeah, I do. But Dallas and Phoenix to close out the season, that game right there could clinch them a uh, playing in berth against whoever is the AFC, whether it's Portland or whether it's uh, Memphis. Mm -hmm. So they basically got to win their last two unless Portland goes, you know, just loses, just loses, man. So I like what I'm seeing with these boys. But look, like I'm picking the Blazers to make the playoffs. Okay. I'm picking the Blazers to make the playoffs. These boys are healthy. They're clicking. And let me tell you something. I know Dame Lillard doing this thing. I know CJ McCullough's out there being steady CJ. I know Nurkic is out there back and he's looking good. But you know who bother me, Black? Who I'm starting to think about a lot. Who I don't think nobody, probably on the Lakers, can do anything with right now. It's Garrett Trent Jr. Out of Duke. six foot six, six foot foot seven, And he looks possessed, Black. No one, there's people are really starting to talk, starting to talk about him in sports media because, you know, who's taking all the shine of the player out of nowhere? It's TJ Warren. And we're getting ready to talk about him for the Indiana Pacers. But Mr. Trent Jr. is playing out of his mind right now. And he's had multiple 30 point games in this bubble. And this is the type of player on championship teams or teams that are trying to make a deep run of playoffs that you need that unsung hero that no one is speaking on so i'm going to go up portland and take that eighth spot would it shock me if the phoenix suns make it it wouldn't would it shock me if the trail if the uh, spurs make it it wouldn't but look the Trailblazers got dallas tomorrow like you said and then they have the nets to close out now nets they will playing good basketball play they will playing good basketball they had a heartbreaking loss yesterday to the clippers i think the clippers came back when they was up thirty to beat them, but I'm gonna go with the Trailblazers to to get that spot black. Mm, who you got? D.
0: I gotta disagree with you on this one, buddy. Okay, what you got? I'm gonna go Phoenix Suns. I ain't mad. Reason why this this is this is what I think is going to happen. Uh huh. I don't think Memphis going to win another game this season in in these last three games. I don't think they're going to win what one. What you got, game black? Let me look at. I, I got. Think, it. I got you. I got you. I don't think they're going to win
1: one game. I don't know who exactly who they I have I got you. Left. I got you. The, the, the ooh. Yeah. And you might be right. <laughs> they got Boston tomorrow at eight mm-hmm. o'clock, and then they close out against the Bucks. Now, how much would the Bucks play? I don't know. So Boston and Milwaukee. If I, if I have to guess, they got to get both of these games. Yeah. Yeah. Because either Portland's going to go two and zero. Or Phoenix is going to go 2-1. One of them teams is going to go 2-1-0. So, this is what I'm thinking.
0: I think Portland becomes the 8th seed. But I think... You said Portland? Th- I mean, Portland becomes the 8th seed. Okay. Because uh, Memphis will not win these last two games that they have to play. And Phoenix will be, Phoenix will be the ninth seed. And what's the rule for the 8th and ninth seed, D?
1: Ooh... You talking <laughs> about playoff? Okay, I see where you at. Dude, you Play see in, where I'm at? Play-in game? I see where you at. AFC has to win one game
0: to clinch the AFC. Ninth has to win two. And what two better teams? Beautiful. What two better teams, D? Okay, I got you. I'm with you. I you like know what it. I'm saying? I like it. I like it. I like it. And D, I okay. have to pick... The Phoenix Suns.
1: You would think the Phoenix because Suns. Because I be-
0: think what these boys, the way these boys are scoring the ball. No, don't, don't get me wrong, Portland's doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. But Mr. But Mr. Booker and everyone around him, I'm looking I'm looking at I'm just looking at balance from them. Like Booker giving you his thirty in all of these games. But you have these role players, Cameron Payne, uh, Malik Cameron, these guys are getting you over fifteen points in this bubble. These guys are averaging uh 15 points in the bubble and they have guys giving them 10 plus off the bench. Mm. They have they and then they got eight and he giving you another twelve to twelve to thirteen points coming off the bench. Okay. Like I like these guys as a team. Mm. Like I really like what they doing. And I think if anybody, if anybody could win two straight games over the Portland Trail Blazers, it's the Phoenix Suns. These guys are rolling, so D my pick will be the Phoenix Suns.
1: Okay. I mean, look. You like I, that scenario, though, did you? I he love forgot the about scenario. <laughs> I love the scenario. And I hope what you put out there in the air comes true. That's what I hope <laughs> it happens, because I think those games will be this Saturday. Yeah. Friday, Saturday will yeah. determine those games, man. So Portland would only
0: have, to, if, if Portland is the AFC. One game. They will only have to win one game. If Phoenix
1: happens to become the ninth seed, they will have to win, too. And those games will be on Friday and Saturday because the last day of the regular season is Thursday. Mm -hmm. It's Thursday. So, okay, we'll see. We'll see about that. So a lot of basketball left to be played. Who's going to be the eighth seed? So the next time me and black, me and black will talk to you will be Sunday, the first day of the playoffs. So we will definitely know who's the eighth seed by then. And we will have some basketball going on as well. Yes, Playoff we will. basketball. A lot of basketball going on this weekend. <laughs> Alright, man, so let's talk about another player, man. Let's talk about TJ Warren, man, from the Indiana Pacers, Black. I tell you what, man, this Laker game Saturday night with uh, Indiana was a back-and-forth competitive game. And man, TJ Warren's about to make a lot of money. This man has had a 50-point game. Multiple 30-point games. I even think he had a 40-point game in this bubble. He has been playing out of his mind. The Pacers are waiting for Oladipo to get back right. But in the meantime, TJ Warren is buying them a lot of time. Oladipo can take his time because this dude is going slap crazy and can't nobody do nothing with this man. So Black, Oh, and then the the game-winning tough shot that he did on the Lakers, man, on Saturday night, what a tough shot. By T.J. Warren, man, that dude is playing well. Black, what are your thoughts on T.J. Warren, a guy who was traded. The Phoenix Suns traded this man to the Pacers for cash exemptions. (laughs) And Black, I don't even know what that is. But that's what he was traded for. Black, tell me what you've been saying about T.J. Warren, what he been doing in this bubble, man.
0: Hey, man, uh, this bubble is bringing out the best in a lot of players, man. And T.J. Warren is one of them. Man, I'm excited. I'm, it's exciting to see what the, what he is doing, man. Like him, he just he just going at will, going nuts at will. Yeah, I thought I, I thought the uh, Suns game he kind of cooled down a little bit, but he picked it up right back the next game against the Lakers. Yep, he picked it right back up and gave you a, a 39, 36 Either it was 36, thirty six, it was thirty six. Yeah. He had. Brian, and, 31, and, yeah. and and the way he was doing it, man, from from inside out, he was getting to the cup, shooting the ball well, and then that that dagger three coming off the. Pick and roll uh, on Braun, man. Tough. That was a tough shot, tough. man. That was a, even Braun he was like, Yeah, Braun look. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was shot. like, man, this kid is just, he's scoring the ball, man. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's exciting to see. Like, it's exciting to see these players that you would not expect. To be doing this in this bubble, man, doing the things that they doing, man, and he's one of it. I'm excited to see what yeah. the Pacers do going
1: into the playoffs as well, with him rolling the <laughs> way he is. Yeah, man, I'm looking, man, and we've been talking a lot about the Eastern Conference, man, and saying how this thing is just a bloodbath, and we kind of overlooked the Indiana Pacers. We did. The we fifth did. seed in the East, man, sitting at 43 and 27, they could jump to the fourth spot as well because they are tied with the Heat. Oh, man. right now in the East, but the Heat hold the tiebreaker. So, these guys can get up to fourth. I think either way, you're going to get a Heat Pacers first-round matchup. That's what it's looking like in the Eastern Conference Finals. Indeed,
0: isn't that something? They played the Heat tonight at 8 o'clock. Yes, sir. <laughs> and
1: Jimmy Butler is back. Now, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but Jimmy Butler and T.J. Warren have beef. Last year, they got into a fight. They sure did. And T.J. No, Warren. this year. Was it this year? This year, year. yeah. Okay. At the beginning and, of the season. And yes. T.J. Warren took the Twitter and was talking tough to Jimmy Butler. Ooh. And they was talking like, you, and they haven't played each other. That may
0: be a must-watch.
1: Since, yeah. I think that game is at like 8 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's at 8 o'clock on um, so, NBA NBA TV. Well, me and Black yeah. got the links, and we'll be doing double duty. <laughs> Jazz and Lakers and Pacers and Heat. So, yeah, man. So, nice preview of the playoffs, possibly tonight, man, yeah. And Jimmy Butler is set to return uh, for the Miami Heat with that foot issue. All right, man. So, look, we're going to transition to uh, something that I got to do, Black. I got to make an apology. I have to publicly apologize to a certain player. <sighs> so I'm going to apologize to Luka Doncic because you know what? I'll play this for other people, but clearly Black. Y'all
0: must have forgot,
1: forgot, forgot, forgot. I must have forgot. Forgot, <laughs> forgot Black. Let's talk about it. So going into the bubble, Kendrick Perkins and, a lot, and Shannon Sharp, a lot of people saying, yeah, you know, Luka Doncic is a top 10, borderline top five player in the league, and I was offended by that. Hmm. I was like, man, this kid is very good, but top five, top 10, nine. Nah, I said it on the sports that He ain't in my top 10. He close, but he ain't cracking it. Black, this, <laughs> look, this man has been on a terror. If I see this man get another 30, 20, and 20 triple-double, I don't know what I'm going to do. This man, he is 20 years old, second year in the league, and he quite, this is the thing about Luca, dog. It's a quiet kill for him. Like, Luca doesn't do like the da da da, da da stuff. He don't. But it's like when you check this, the box score at the end of these games, Saturday night against the Bucs with man. the overtime. Oh. What a great game, by the way. <laughs> but late in that game in overtime, man, Luca put the ball between his legs, running on the dime to get somebody a layup. Step back, coming down the center of the court, pulling up bucket. Coming back, step back, pulling up bucket. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, whoa, 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 whoa. And Black, at this time when I'm watching the game, Black, I didn't realize what he had in the score box. The game was over, and it was 30, 20, and 18. <laughs> and I said, wait a minute. Then I watched SportsCenter. SportsCenter opened up with Luka Doncic. They ran off. Oh, this is third, 30, 20, and 18 game in the bubble. <laughs> Not for the season. And then you know what else he did, Black? He joined the elite list. He is the youngest player with seven or more triple doubles before his 20th, 21st birthday. And you know who, you know who the other two players are, Black? Who he's now sitting on top of? Was that LeBron James and Magic Johnson? Okay, that's elite company. I saw that list and I bowed my head and asked for forgiveness. Okay, for talking about this man the way that I did, we so, did
0: kind of put him out. Yeah, I I, I, wrote, I wrote him. Yeah, I wrote. Him. I was a little more.
1: Yeah, you yeah 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 you were, but, but I wrote because I, I kind of know. So I want to take this time <laughs> to publicly apologize to you, Luca. And I got to shout out my man, Smooth, because Smooth had been saying it. He said, bruh, Luca a problem, dog. He a problem. That boy, he's something serious. Smooth, you right, bruh. You know I hate to agree with you, but you right. <laughs> so, Luka Doncic, from the bottom of my heart, bruh, I apologize. And Luka Doncic, even though I don't quite have you as a top five player in this league, Luka Doncic, you are a top 10 player in this league. And matter of fact, Luka Doncic, you a top six player in this league, mm. in my opinion, because mm. I'm looking at it, and mm. I'm looking at what Dallas is doing. And, man, Black, you know what's going to get him to the top five by the time all this bubble talk is over? That jump shot? No, nah, a playoff series win. You think so? If he wins mm. in the playoffs this year, going into next season, he will be a top five players. And do you know I was going to say his shot. Do you know who the mm-hmm. Dallas Mavericks are? scheduled to play right now. Oh, yes, I do. For the playoffs. Oh, yes, I do. (laughs) The Los Angeles Clippers. Yes. That is a potential first-round matchup. And I'm looking at the point guards for the uh, Los Angeles Clippers, and I don't see nobody. But you know the guys are not going to be on him, D. I'm sorry. I'm glad that you say that. (laughs) Paul George, if you got to go over there, Good luck to you, because he's already abused Paul George this year. Kawhi Leonard, he's abused him as well. I looked it up, Black. He's dropped 30 on both of those boys already this season. Mm. And these are Yikes. the two best perimeter defenders, defenders in, in the league. league. Yeah. So if Luka Doncic can knock off the Los Angeles Clippers, I will name him a top five player, Black. And I won't do wait to do you think it can it. happen? I think it can. I think the Dallas Mavericks You
0: could. think they got enough of Porzingis in him
1: to get and it done? Porzingis? Holds his own. They got a shot. They got a shot. What that's about all i Role players,
0: though. I don't. I, mean, I like Tim Hardaway.
1: That's... I like Tim Hardaway Jr. I like Boban coming off the bench. They got some nice young players out there, but it's gonna be on Luka. Top scoring team in the league. Yeah, it's gonna be exactly. So it's mm-hmm. gonna be on Luca, So I just want to say this about Luca.
0: I I I kind of <laughs> already knew what the kid was about, but man, I had to. <laughs> I had I personally had to go to Orlando. <laughs> Knock on the hotel room door. (laughs) They let me in the bubble. I had my mask on and everything. (laughs) I said, I need to see Eric Bledsoe. (laughs) I need to see him. Gangster gangster." And when I got to the door, (laughs) Eric Bledsoe had both angles wrapped up. Because you know what? Luca Dockish did to him. Took him to that house, to this house, (laughs) and to that house. Snatched them boys. My man was doing... Spinning in circles yes, three times. Was. Yes, he was. Three times.
1: Yes, he was.
0: In this game. Eric Bledsoe, I feel so sorry for you, my guy.
1: He got that work put on
0: him. God, man, this kid is
1: amazing. Mm-hmm. 20 years old. 20. Second year in the league. Beautiful. So, Luka Doncic, your boy You remember boy, we had a conversation, apologizes. D? Yeah,
0: And I think this was when we kind of first started our start benching cut. Okay. And you made me pick be- between Trey Young and him.
1: You yeah. remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You remember that? You remember who I picked, did? Did you pick Trey Young? No. You picked Luca? And I sent Trey Young home. You did. Yes, I did. I had something to say about that. Well, you did. You got a, you wrote me. You gave yeah. me the you gave me the music and I everything did. about it. You <laughs> had something personal to say about I it. I
1: did, I did.
0: But we're seeing why. I do. I let Trey Young go. Don't yep. get me wrong, Trey Young is a great player. Yes. Great talent. But we're seeing why in this bubble. Why Luka Dockage is the better player. Why yes. the Mavericks traded to send Trey Young to Atlanta for Luka.
1: Mm-hmm. And I bet the Hawks GM is somewhere just <laughs> wanting to shoot himself. <laughs> like you said, Trey Young is a great young talent. But I know that general manager is like, man, we could have been in the
0: bubble. And, and, and you know what? The way he plays, do you know, it reminds you like James Hart is slow. Slow. It's nothing fast about it, like you say. It's not dun 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 dun. It's nope. not none of that.
1: <laughs> nope.
0: It might not be none of that, but you know who's gonna be the first to- topic on Sports Center? Luca Donkins. Every time, I'm with you, D. If this man, I'm I'm not even. If this man could take the Clippers to seven, and just make some noise and compete in this series and and show out, he'd be a top five player in my book. Okay. Well, in my book. We're going to see. Gonna you know, see. I'm, I'm excited to see, man, because what they did to the Bucks, one of the, one of the top defensive teams in the league. Facts. Man, great game. Great game. But in that overtime, Luca was like, uh-uh. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, he showed up. Like, out. he got that. He showed up. He got that it
1: factor. And I like that out. about the kid. hmm Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, Black, before we wrap up NBA, just real quick. Black, all year we've been hearing Lakers, Bucks, and Clippers, one of those three teams will be the NBA champion. But Black, I got to ask you something. Is the NBA title up for grabs? Will this NBA playoff be an NCAA-style type thing where maybe the fifth seed or the sixth or seventh seed can make their way to the finals and potentially win the title? Is it more than these three teams who can win the championship, Black? Real quick. No.
0: No. Okay. The Los Angeles Lakers will win the championship. The king will regain his throne. LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James. James. Maybach music. I have nothing
1: else to add. Black, Black, you spoke for us both. I thought it'd be a compelling question. But it's definitely not. (laughs) So we are done. (laughs) We are done with the National (laughs) Basketball Association. And we are getting ready to transfer into college football. And boy, I cannot wait for this. this And it's the Deuce Lunch All right, all right, all right. College football is heating up. Oh my bad, I ain't. I guess the song wasn't done playing yet. College football is heating up, man. It's kind of a a two way street with this thing right now, man. Um, we've been getting all these schedules releasing, and uh, SEC released their schedule, and uh, ACC released theirs last week, and Pac twelve. And man, I woke up this morning, and the first thing I see on TV is. The Big Ten commissioner is calling for the plug to be pulled on the season. They had an emergency meeting last night uh, with all five presidents of the Power Five conferences. And the Big Ten is pushing and pushing to get the season uh, canceled. And now it's being reported that the Big Ten won't pull out unless the other five pull out. So the Big Ten won't be the only ones to pull out because they can't be the black eye of college football. They say, that's what the reports are saying. The Big Ten is trying to get another conference to say, hey, pull out. We can pull out together, and that's going to force the SEC hand, the ACC hand, to come out. Big Ten, Big 12 to come out. So kind of like, man, how are we going to get college football? But until they, until they make that announcement, and I hope they don't, but don't get me wrong. That's the fan of me talking. I'm all for public safety. I'm all for these kids being safe. these coaches, everybody involved with football. I'm all for everybody being healthy and being safe. But, man, it would be a true, true bummer if we don't get college football this season. But we're not going to sit on that. I just want to kind of roll that out because it's a reality. The next time we come on the sports desk, we could be talking about no college football. But we'll worry about that if we have to. But let's go ahead and transition, man, into some other news that to get our listeners back in a good mood. Because I heard Cedric Farr's tears fall. (laughs) I heard Freddie Bricks cry as well. James Dangerman's tears rolled down his face when I just said what I just said. Black is right now trying to keep it together of what I just said about college football. All right, let's transition, Black. Let's kick off with the SEC, the most fraudulent conference in college football, the most aggravating conference in college football. Black, the SEC has released their schedule And we all know they didn't do the uh, playing games. So they said, hey, we're going to take on two uh, non-division opponents. Each team is going to pick up two different ones. Now, Black, I'm going to read a couple things here, Black, before we get going. And I have these teams and who they're picking up. So let's start off here. Let's start off with the good teams. I ain't going to read all of them because Arkansas is trash. (laughs) The Florida Gators picked up Arkansas's. And Texas A&M. I respect you, Jimbo, but come on now. Georgia Bulldogs also picked up Arkansas. And they picked up Mississippi State. Those are the only two good teams in the SEC East. I'm not going to read. Well, Kentucky might be respectable this year.
0: Yeah. Alabama
1: and Ole Miss for Kentucky. Mm. Mm. Now, Missouri is trash and they're on probation. But I'm just going to read off who they picked up. (laughs) Missouri gotta play LSU and Alabama. I think they both. Yeah. I think they gotta go on the road for both of those games. If that I'm was not punishment, bro. I Boy, guess was so. the punishment. Yeah, so I'm not gonna read South Carolina, Tennessee, or Vanderbilt all trash. Let's go to Alabama. Alabama's picking up Missouri and they're picking up Kentucky, Arkansas. This is crazy. The trash teams are picking up the powerhouses. Georgia and Florida for Arkansas. Auburn could be pretty good this year. Tennessee and South Carolina. Ah! Okay, LSU is picking up Missouri and Vanderbilt. Oh. Man. Yeah, and then Texas a and has Florida and Tennessee. Not going to read Mississippi State. I read Ole Miss because I'm a fan of their hair coach, even though I don't know why he keep getting jobs in Lane Kiffin. But Lane Kiffin, excuse me, have the South Carolina Gamecocks and the Kentucky Wildcats. Now, Black, what did you think about all that, Black? I just read off these... Uh, pickup games that the SEC is picking up. How do you think their conference looks? Did we get any mega matchups? Any potential super matchups that we could have had, Black? Did we get any? Not
0: one. Not one. SEC, you should be shame of yourself. You should be ashamed. Like the games that y'all could have put together, man, to make people... Y'all ratings could have been through the roof.
1: Through the roof.
0: Frauds. I would have loved to see an Alabama versus a Georgia. Well, I think this that game's happening anyway because Georgia was on Alabama's schedule this year, if I'm not mistaken. I'm I am sorry. i I look it up. But we could have had L, we could have had LSU in Georgia, Florida, Alabama, because Florida fans want to put themselves up against. Well, we, this is the year we could we could take Bama. Why not play them? Why not play a uh, make it a measuring stick to see where you are, see how far you come. Cause this this is supposed to be your national championship year here. We could have had so many great games in the SEC, mm-hmm. but the better teams decided mm-hmm. to sign the bullshit teams.
1: Mm-hmm. You no know,
0: Jimbo. I know you yes, got a yes. natty in FSU. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> the clock is still out on you at Texas A and M. It is. It is. So I'm not convinced. Mm-hmm. I'm not convinced yet in Texas A&M. I see Florida going to Texas A&M and winning that game. Yeah. I really do. I see Florida got Arkansas coming to there and winning that game in devastating fashion. Mm-hmm. Florida, this has to be the year. Mm-hmm. It has to be. And I said this on t- Twitter to all my guys. You know who you are. <laughs> If this is not the year that y'all get this done, I don't know what else. I don't know what other year it could be. Mm -hmm. Y'all schedule is trash. Mm -hmm. Trash. (laughs) Y'all gonna have the weakest schedule in the SEC this year. Mm -hmm. The weakest. And if that doesn't lead to a national championship, I'm going on a tear. Mm -mm -mm Mm-mm-mm-mm. And I know D is going to be right along with me in the passenger seat. Absolutely, sir. Absolutely. Because what we're getting out of the SEC is ridiculous, man. We could have had some great football games and it's sad that we're not going to get that.
1: Yeah, I agree, man. The SEC took all this time. They took all this time, man, to, to you know, release their schedule and they act like they, they divas, man. This whole conference and most of their fans are divas. Now there are some SEC fans who I can talk to, and they're not, you know, you know, biased with what they say. But I'm so disappointed, man. I was like, wow, you know, we have an opportunity to have some classic games in the SEC this year. But all SEC fans are going to say, well, you, you already get Alabama, LSU. Well, I could have had Alabama, Florida too. <laughs> and they say, oh, oh, oh man, you, you you already get uh, uh Florida and, and and LSU. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, whatever. I also could have got Georgia, and I also could have got LSU this year. I could have got Auburn versus uh, uh, George. I could have. I mean, it's just so many possibilities with this top-heavy conference. But once again, the Florida Gators, who are picked to finish second in the SEC this year on most polls, a lot of polls still have Alabama. These guys picked up Missouri. Wasn't it Missouri? No, they already played Missouri. They picked up Texas A&M. In Arkansas. In Arkansas! Are you kidding? <laughs> that Arkansas game might be on the SEC Network too. Let, let's just read their schedule out. I
0: just want people to hear
1: their schedule.
0: They need to hear it.
1: I got to get the hang games right in oh, front oh. of me, Black. <laughs> got to get the games. I think I have them right here in front of me. No, I do not. we have to find that schedule. But look, man, you got the Florida Gators here. Let's see who they got. Let's see who they got. This schedule look retarded. That's the West. That's the West. That's the West schedule. Okay, anyway, look, man. Look, I don't know. We'll we'll find it, man. But look, their toughest game on the block this year should be, what, LSU? No, Georgia? Georgia and LSU are their toughest games this season, correct? Mm -hmm. Toughest games this year. So I'm looking at their schedule. There's no way this team shouldn't go. I'm going to say 12-0. Georgia got a new quarterback this year. They got a new quarterback. Florida's bringing back the whole caboodle. The whole gang's back at Florida. Dan Mullen is a very good coach. This is their year to win the SEC. Alabama's bringing in another quarterback. A lot of other fresh young talent coming to Alabama.
0: Okay, I got it. Okay, Here let's roll, go. baby. We got Kentucky. 1-0. LSU. 2-0. Missouri. 3-0. 0 South Carolina. Cornel. Georgia. Hmm, 5-0. Oh. Ole Miss. 6-0. Oh. Tennessee. 7-0. Oh. Vanderbilt.
1: 8. Arkansas. 9.
0: Texas A&M. 10-0. And,
1: oh. <laughs> and they should finish number one in the SEC. I think Alabama might stumble. They might stumble. They might get a loss this year because of the quarterback situation. They got a. They, they got a new guy taking the hammer. That's, that's a tough oh, no. thing to do. That
0: guy looked good last year now in this time
1: playing. He did look good. Shout out to him. He's a Bowles Jacksonville native. Yeah, but it's his first time, man, running the show. It and is. it's all on his shoulders. But we have seen quarterbacks that we didn't know when that is under Nick Saban. Yeah, I understand that. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm being realistic. Kyle Trask <laughs> is 30 years old. I don't know how old Trask is, but it seems like he's been at Florida since 2006. <laughs> if he don't get it together and run this Florida team to a 10 and no schedule, they're picking up Arkansas. Arkansas? When Black sent me that, I had just opened my eyes. I had, I had cold still stuck to my eyes. And the first thing I see is Florida picking up Arkansas and Texas a and Now, Jimbo, I love you. You gave me a ring at Florida State, and I thank you for all that you've done for us, Jimbo. But I don't know about you there, man. Jimbo hasn't had a big-time signature win at Texas A&M, and I hope, Jimbo, that you get a signature win this year against the Florida Gators. I hope to God that that happens, but I don't think it will. So a lot of pressure on the Gators this year, man. A lot of pressure on the Gators. A lot of pressure on them. Like, anything else about Florida before we transition to the rest of the fraudulent SEC? No, man. This is, like you said, we, we both said that This is the year. I don't want no excuses.
0: I don't want none. And I, and I hope, I hope that we do have a football season so we can get college football. Because yeah. it would be bad if we couldn't get college football. Yeah. It would be bad, but I understand what's going on here.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But
0: we need college football. This is the year that we're supposed to get the great Florida football team back. We've said it. We've said it early in other episodes that we're picking Florida to do great things this year. We don't even like Florida. It's, yeah, the truth is the truth. The truth is the truth. Yeah, y'all are a top five team in this. In college football this season, coming up season. Absolutely. Absolutely. You recruit your – Dan Mullen have, have them recruiting well. Yeah. Like, we're seeing, we're seeing old Florida bike when Urban Meyer was there. That's what yeah. I feel like. Yeah. Dan Mullen's a great coach. Great coach. This has to be the year. With all the pickups and all the transfers y'all got coming in there, and then the pieces that you kept that didn't go pro, like, this is the year. No excuses. Mm-hmm. Cause if if, it, if the if the shoe was on the other foot, we would be hearing no excuses either. Absolutely. But you know what we did without no excuses. Mm-hmm. We won a natty mm-hmm. when we needed to.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now it's Florida time to show that because y'all have the better elite team this
1: year in the SEC. Y'all do. I think they're the best team in that. Conference. Y'all the
0: best team in the SEC.
1: I, I just think they are. I just this think they year, are. yeah. I think they are.
0: If you look at it, if you put it, if we look at it from top to bottom, y'all have the most talent that's going to be put on the football field this season on paper. in the SEC.
1: On paper, they the
0: best. On paper. Not Alabama. No. Not Georgia. Nope. Not LSU. Nope. The Florida Gators. Yeah, I
1: agree.
0: I agree. A lot of pressure so, on them. So, I'm excited to see where... Well, Florida can take this set this year, man, and see if it can lead to a national championship for them. Yeah,
1: don't get me wrong, man. I hate everything about the Florida Gators. Me and Black both hate, 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 hate the Florida Gators. This is, let's get that out of the way. Y'all already know that. Y'all already know that. But I'm also a realist. This is a very good football team. Kyle Trask played really well for Florida last year. And Dan Mullen is a great coach. I'm going to say great because he is. I've, I love what he's been able to do with Florida. Because Florida was in the dumpster next to the juice in the SEC. And he's been able to pull them out. And them boys are primed and ready for a run. And my man Cedric Farr says, hey, man, I got to see him beat Georgia. Said, Let me tell you something. If y'all don't beat Georgia this year, I'm coming to your house. With a transfer quarterback from Wake Forest. I'm coming to your house said, if y'all don't beat Georgia, not to bother you, man, just to check on you, dog. I ain't going to bother you, man. You're my brother. I'm just going to come check on you, bro. But, Fred, I'm going to drop bombs on you wherever you at because I know how you give it up. (laughs) Charles Evans, I'm going to give it to you, too. Because y'all get on my last nerves about this fraudulent entitled Diva Field Conference in the SEC. And that's going to transition into the rest of these bums in the SCC I'm sick of y'all. Y'all come out here week after week, year after year. Oh, we the best conference. We the best conference. Y'all top heavy. In my opinion, y'all only got five good teams. Five. Y'all always hollering. Oh, our low-bottom teams can beat the best teams in the ACC. Can beat the best teams in the Big Ten. Can... No, y'all don't do it. <laughs> y'all pull up the numbers. Y'all ain't beating nobody like that. Y'all bottom teams getting smoked. Stop. Clemson, I knocked y'all head off of two natties. Two. Y'all stop it, SCC. Y'all a good conference, Oh, but you
0: know the excuse why they won it? What's that? Oh, because Alabama had... They were beat up when they played Clemson. I don't care about that. The hell Hell
1: off. (laughs) The
0: hell off. Clemson was fresh. They didn't play nobody the whole year. I don't want to hear that, man. Get out of here. But they was able to
1: put a 41 piece on Alabama. Get out of here. I got an 18-year-old kid, Trevor Lawrence, (laughs) out here. Sunshine. Oh, sunshine. He. Y'all got Trevor Lawrence out here looking like the next Joe Montana. So, look. SEC fans. Y'all have a good conference. Of course y'all do. Y'all have, y'all might have the best pro talent in, in the college football, of course. But overall, that is, that is not, that does not make y'all the best conference in college football. I am sorry. Y'all are back with everyone else. So please, if anybody can give me any reasons why y'all are the best, let us know. You can reach me and Black at Reduced Lunch Sports on Instagram. And you can reach us on our personal Instagrams and Twitters. And let us know why the SEC is the best conference in college football. All right, Time to talk about it. Time to talk about it. Time to talk about it. Florida State football team. Ooh, the Florida <laughs> State football team. Before we uh move into Florida State football, we just got an alert. The Lakers and the Jazz, or the Nuggets, of course, play tonight, and Kyle Kuzma is getting the start. Yes, sir. Yes, <laughs> yes. Thank you, Frank. All right. So your we'll prayers let y- have been answered. Yes. So we'll let y'all know how that goes on the next sports desk. All right, Kyle Kuzma getting the start tonight. All right, let's get to the Florida State Seminoles. Black our 2020 schedule. It was released last week, but we now know who we're playing at home. And we do know who we're playing away, Black. So Black called me early, early Wednesday morning. He said he needed to talk to his homeboy because he wanted to get some things off his chest. And looking at the schedule, Black, it's a healthy schedule. It's some good opportunities here for Florida State to show what we got. Norvell going to have his work cut out, man. So let's run down the schedule. We open up with Georgia Tech. Our uh, plus one since it ain't gonna be Florida will be Sanford. <laughs> yeah, I'm blaming Florida for that because we showed sure would have took Florida over Sanford. Then we got Miami, by week Notre Dame, North Carolina, Louisville, Pitt, NC State, <laughs> Clemson, Virginia. That's a back to back week I'm concerned about with two is black because I know Virginia lost a lot. But they had a hell of a year last year, and then we close out. That looks so weird. That looks so weird to see that we end the season playing Duke. <laughs> <laughs> I just got mad all over again. <laughs> Black, talk to me about the schedule, man. What are your thoughts, man, on this schedule for the nose this season?
0: Man, coming into the season, uh, me and you had a lot of concerns this year. Mm-hmm. Offensively, defensively, we're going to look like a totally different team. And when I first seen this schedule, my first thoughts were, man, this is tough. This is tough. hmm for a first year coach coming into Florida State, trying to make, you know, make a name for itself and see what he has to work with here at, in, in in Tallahassee. But once again, I make a phone call <laughs> and I talk to my guy. Yes, sir. He calms, he calms me down once again. Mm-hmm. He says, bro, relax. Yes. This is what we want. Yeah. This is what we want to see. Yeah. We want to see how our team fight against the better teams in the the ACC. We want to see how they do against the Notre Dames and the Clemsons and the North Carolinas of the ACC. Mm -hmm. This schedule, Florida State has the toughest schedule in the SEC this year. Mm -hmm. And when I was talking to you, D, you told me you just want to see, see how we compete. Yeah. You'll be okay with Losing, but if we compete well, not okay with losing. I not understand. okay. You'll understand. understand. Okay, I'm I'll sorry. Understand. You'll understand the loss. Yeah. But
1: if we compete, yes, that would tell you a lot about our team, absolutely, and our coach.
0: I'm excited about the schedule. I mm-hmm. am.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm very excited. It's just a. F- it's a few games here that I just. It just seemed like a taunting like s- stretch for me. A daunting schedule. <laughs> You have Miami. And I know we got the bye week going into Notre Dame. I know we have that because yeah. we need it with this stretch. Mm-hmm. You have, we, we, you have uh, Miami. Mm-hmm. That's a rivalry game. That game can go any way. Yeah. Any way. I know D was telling me, well, bro, we don't know what Miami got. I don't care what they got. It's still a rivalry game. What I,
1: did they have last year and they beat us? I got you right. Nothing. Nothing. They had nothing and neither did we and they still won. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then we got, Notre, we got a bye week and then we go to Notre Dame. Now, by this time, it's October. It's, it may be uh, negative degree weather going up there it's gonna be or cold. low 20s. It's going to be
1: cold. It's gonna
0: It, it could potentially be cold. No,
1: in the Midwest, baby.
0: So, we don't know how that's going to go. And then Notre Dame has a good team coming back in book. Mm-hmm. A good quarterback. Yeah, running back is returning. They both top. They re, both top receivers mm-hmm. are returning. They're back. Yep. So they're going to be. That's going to be team. a hell of a game. Tough team. And then we got North Carolina. If no one hasn't been watching North Carolina since Mac Brown arrived on campus, the fighting Mac Browns. They've come back on the scene in the in the ACC. Tough team. Mac Brown is showing why he's a great coach. Yep. They have Mr. Sam Howell, Mm -hmm. who decommitted from Florida State University (laughs) and decided to stay home and play for the Tar Tar Heels. Yes, sir. The baby blue and white.
1: Yes, sir. Beautiful colors. Yes, sir.
0: This kid has the it factor. Next to Trevor Lawrence, he's potentially one of the best quarterbacks in the ACC. Facts. Facts. So I'm excited to see what happens in that game, but we get those guys at home. Yep we get him at the house. And then we go to Louisville. Mhm. The last time we were in Louisville, we got a 60 piece put on us. But that guy is not in Louisville anymore.
1: And thank God he's where he is. Yeah. But
0: they have they have a coach who knows how to play within the talent that he has mm-hmm. and know how to house the scheme well against mm-hmm. offensive teams, which I think Florida state would be a better offensive team this year.
1: God, we hope.
0: So, that stretch man is it's, it's, it's big for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm about to be done, Then let you go. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, sure. sure, Take your time, Black. It's all good.
0: I just want to see the effort. I want to see the wins as well. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Novell, this year is big for you. They said, you know what, Novell? We're going to throw you in the fire right away. And that's what we're getting. Mm-hmm. That's what we're getting. This is what they should have did. This is what they should have did with our previous coach at first. Throw him in the fire. But, oh, we had Virginia Tech and these Sanford, and we struggled, had to go to overtime, and Boise State beat us. Like, we didn't know what to expect. But I believe Norvell is a better head football coach than what we had previous. Hmm. I do believe that because we've seen this man turn programs around everywhere he's been. Mm -hmm. But I'm excited for the season to see what happens. I'm going to know through and through. So whatever happened, it is what it is with me. But I just want to see consistency. I want to see fight. And hopefully that consistency fight can turn into to wins this season for the Florida State Seminoles.
1: Maybach music. Maybach
0: music.
1: You know what, man? Black was frantic. Uh, he I'm called sorry me. about that, man. He, he called me. I, I thought something was wrong with my dog. I thought something was going on. I thinking I got to jump up and get to where my boy at. I don't know what's going on. And I said, hey, Black. Relax. This is what we want to see. So when I saw the schedule, I said cool. Yeah. Yeah, let's see what Norvell really has. I'm never okay with losing. Don't want to lose a game. But Florida State has been trashed the last 2 years. We've been embarrassing. Our performances on the field have been terrible. I remember sitting in my living room while we played Samford last year. Literally on the verge of having a mental breakdown. Because we had to go to overtime to beat Sanford at Doak. They showed the camera around the stadium. Our stadium holds 102,000 people. Black, it might have been 38 people there. Black, this game was on the ACC Network 2. Not even a regular ACC Network. We had to stream it. Yeah, we had to stream it. (laughs) I'm depressed and sad beyond my means. So can't nothing be worse than when we went through last year? It was a bonfire in Tallahassee last year. I am optimistic on Norvell. I like what he did at Memphis his last two seasons, especially what he did last year going undefeated. Good, healthy football team in Memphis. And I know this is not Conference USA. This is the ACC. A more difficult, tough conference. I had my issues with Norvell earlier months ago. I was on the verge of being the Oregon duck. <laughs> but I got reeled in by my homeboy and shout out Papa Garrett. Papa Garrett called me. He said, Boy, you need to tell me something. <laughs> and I would not tell y'all what Papa Garrett told me if I didn't get my act together. So I'm good. But listen, guys, Norvell. And our Florida State football team, our young players, they need this. I want to see where our heart at. The guys who played last season and the year before, I want to see what they're going to show us, man, on the field this year. How they're going to right the wrong. I'm a big fan of competing. I'm never okay and good with losing. But if, I, if my team loses 27-24 to 24 to Clemson on the last second field goal, I'll be hurt, but I'll be proud to be a Florida State Seminole because I see where my team is going. I see what my head coach can do, and these players are motivated. The fans are back in the stands. The fans see that Norvell got something going. If we mess around and go 8-2, 7-3, I'll take that this year. I'll take it. But we need to see our boys competing. We need to see this team playing well, and we need to see a coach, for God's sakes, (laughs) because we ain't seen one in I don't know how long. Compared to Jimbo's last year and the two years at Tiger <laughs> was there. <laughs> Cause my God, Willie! Ooh. Hey, I, I ain't even to go back to what Willie put us through, bruh. So, I look at the schedule. It's tough. The Carolina. The, you got the Notre Dame. No, you got the Miami, the Notre Dame, North Carolina stretch. That's a big stretch for Florida State. Louisville, too. Yeah, I, yeah, I feel you on Louisville, but I think. I think North Carolina could be a top three team in the ACC this they year. They could. And you know you got Notre Dame in the ACC this year. You know what I'm saying? So I like it, man. I just like the opportunity that we got to show what we can do. So hopefully we get college football. And week in and week out, we can get Cedric Farr in here, Freddie Bricks in here, all of our college football fans and lovers, You know, you know, being excited about this season, man. So hopefully we get that soon. All right, man, we're going to transition out. Of college football man And we're going to go Into some UFC We have some history this weekend Big big fight This weekend man And me and Black are excited <laughs> <It's time!
0: laughs> Hey bro you listening to the sports desk New sports desk
1: Yes, go, yes. and here we go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, UFC 52 taking place this Saturday night at the Apex, Las Vegas, Nevada. And this, man, I'm really excited. The more and more I think about this, we, we've been so spoiled with the NBA coming back and the college football talk picking up. Like the UFC is almost taking a little bit of a back burner and we ain't discussing nothing about this fight leading up. We haven't. Bro. But we can talk about it right now. <laughs> so let's get into it, baby. UFC 252, man. The heavyweight, heavyweight fight that's going to determine the greatest UFC heavyweight of All time is happening, reigning and defending two-time UFC heavyweight champion of the world Stipe Miotic, who has the most title defenses in UFC history and the most UFC uh, heavyweight history wins on his side against a decorated, collegiate, Olympic UFC light heavyweight former champion. Former UFC heavyweight champion, Daniel, in my opinion, top five all-time, D.C. Cormier will be fighting for the UFC heavyweight strap. Black, we'll talk about what we think is going to happen. Let's kick it off, Black. Black, who walking out? The Octagon. This Saturday night in Las Vegas at the Apex. The UFC heavyweight champion. Of the world. (laughs) We're walking out, Black. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: D, I have some concerns. Mm. And I really need you to make your prediction first.
1: Okay, fine. Because I have
0: some concerns. I got you. And I still need to think about them while you're talking. I got you. To make my pick.
1: No problem, Black. Take time. Okay, all right. Um... (laughs) Oh, oh, okay. Ah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Having a little trouble there? No, I, I got my pick. <laughs> um, this is hard overhead. This is hard overhead. I'm going to take DC. I'm going to take DC to knock out Stipe Miotic in the second round and reclaim the heavyweight strap. That's my prediction, Black. Black, it's time, baby. Who is winning? Who walking out this octagon? UFC heavyweight champion of the world.
0: D, mm. I know we in the apex. Mm. We have a smaller octagon. Uh-oh. Oh, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> you know me. And you know how much I hate I hate Daniel Cormier. Uh-huh. But I gotta roll with him.
1: I gotta roll with him
0: in this one. I, I'm taking Daniel Cormier to submit submit oh jeez, the
1: wheeze.
0: real naked choke.
1: Oh my goodness He is calling the blueprint in the third round. Wow. Can you repeat that one more time? I just want to make sure that we actually have that. I'm picking Daniel Cormier oh. to submit yeah.
0: Stepe in the third round. Okay, rear naked choke and become what the new yeah UFC heavyweight champion of the world.
1: And if that happens, I'm gonna ask Stepe. Boy, what? What did you do in camp? I'm surprised. But, but I'm, I'm 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 surprised. That's my pick D. I'm surprised. But I'm surprised. I know them hands is real on the other side.
0: Yes, they are. Yes, they are. I know they are, and I seen this man last time when he fought Cormier. Uh huh. Take everything Cormier had, and still knocked his block off, and <laughs> finished him. Mm-hmm. I seen it, mm-hmm. but I'm picking DC. But, whew, them hands real on the other side. Mm. But I gotta roll with DC man. Okay. Okay. DC has to hey, win. Hey, hey. It has to, I'm sorry.
1: It has to go to hey, the run for him to win this fight. Hey, it
0: hey, has hey. to.
1: All right, let's recap. Let's recap. Let's go to the first fight. Um, very short fight. They did a lot of grappling back and forth. Uh Steep just couldn't land. Cormier was moving side to side. Great footwork. They came out of a tie-up, slipped him. Right hand, Cormier to Miota is 10, new heavyweight champion. DC. Second fight. Went all the way to the third round. The first round, DC scoops up Steve, slams him down to the ground, takes him down, rasses him, got some nice grounding pound, hit him with some shots. Second round, DC moving, moving, get some good shots, landing shots. <laughs> but Steve was eating them. He was eating them. He was eating them in yes, the second he was. round. And then the third round, <laughs> DC got caught. He got comfortable in his boxing. No, he He made a mistake. No, no, no. From the film, (laughs) he was walking up on Miotic with his hands down. Mm -mm. Yes, it was. If you go back and look, that's what happened. He's walking in with his hands down, throwing, throwing, trying to move out to the left, trying to move out to the right. And he disrespected Miotic. Like, Miotic ain't got hands. And like, Miotic can't knock you in the middle of next week. And that's what Miotic did. He caught Daniel Cormier with a straight right, came back with a left hook, and then he unloaded on him. And he is a two-time... UFC heavyweight champion And those were the first two fights Between these two guys And let me add to this
0: You didn't say anything wrong D But there's one One very important Part of that fight That you forgot What's that? Body Body Oh body shots Body Yeah body shots Body shots Cormier was winded After those body shots Yeah And you know why Cormier Came straight ahead? Because he couldn't Keep his hands up Because his body was gone
1: Okay,
0: okay. And Pay called him
1: Good point
0: and He called him Good point them hands is real, man. I'm b- he a real heavyweight. He's a real
1: heavyweight. He's a real
0: heavyweight. Either way it go, we are gonna see history by one of these guys.
1: We are gonna see history.
0: Either way it go, I know we're gonna have a treat. If you guys are on and off of UFC, you watch it here, you watch it there. This is not one you want to miss. Yeah, you want to watch this one. You want to watch this one. This is, this is gonna be fun. Yes, it is. And then we're in a smaller cage now too. Yep. Oh man, something's going. To, something is going to happen.
1: Not enough room. This in will there. not be going five rounds. Oh, of course not. No. This will not. I'll Somebody be is getting stopped. I'm disappointed if it did go five. But I'm
0: excited, man. I'm. Uh, I want to see. I want to see Cormier in on a good note. I want to see him go out like he's supposed to. Because, like he said in the lead up and the countdown to this, we've never seen one of the great heavyweight champs finish on top. No, we always seen them lose. Yeah, and I think that plays a big part of why I want to see DC do this because he would be the first to do this. Yeah, and I'm excited about this fight.
1: Yeah, I, 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 um, this, this is DC's last fight. This is it. Um, his team has come out all week long. I've been watching the coverage. You know, it's been a different type of feel in the gym. Uh, getting DC ready for this fight. Uh, because this is the last time he'll be doing it. DC said, "No ear fans, buts about it. I'm done. Win or lose." But Daniel Cormier is in a, just is 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 in an interesting position, man. His last fight was the first time he fought Steve Miocic. Told Dana White I won't fight no more after this fight, but he won that fight, and he won the title. He started getting exposure. He started getting more attention. He's now calling fights for the UFC. Had a confrontation with Brock Lesnar. Like everybody's talking about, he's winning Fighter of the Year at the ESPY Awards. He kind of got re-energized due to all that attention, and he decided, okay, I'm going to fight Derrick Lewis in New York City. He got a win there. He said, all right, that's it. I'm going to retire. But he painted himself in a corner because you can't go and fight Derrick Lewis and not give the guy who you beat who had been champion and beat everybody else a rematch. Because if he would have walked after that, he would have been a coward, (laughs) in my opinion. You give that man another shot, and he did. And I respected DC for that. And he lost. And I thought that was it for DC. And I wasn't mad with that. I said, man, DC, you did something ain't nobody think you're supposed to do. But now DC said, I can't go out like that. I got to right this wrong. I have to do this because I, I know I'm better than this guy. And I made some mistakes. And we're going to see. And I think DC is going to be highly motivated. Highly motivated not to lose this fight. But like you said, Black, you said this <laughs> three or four times. Them hands. Them hands, them hands, them hands. And boy, does Steve Pamiotich have them hands. And when if he hits you left or right hand, you are going to sleep. And I pray to God we don't see Daniel Cormier sliding down the cage like we saw last time. These two gentlemen fought. But this is a history-making fight. I am super-duper excited to see this. What a hell of a weekend we have in sports. NBA playoffs, possible playing games with Blazers and Suns. UFC 252, we got some boxing. Just a great sports weekend, man. Getting ready to um, kick off here, man. But we don't want to leave UFC 252 yet. We want to recognize one other fight on this card. And boy, this definitely could be the fight of the night. Marlon Vera, 15-6 and six with one loss. He only has, I mean, one tie. And he has one loss in the UFC. He is going against the undefeated, the Sugar Show. Sugar Sean O'Malley, who is 12-0. He is one of the babies from the UFC Contender Series with Dana White. Mm -hmm. Made his name there. And been cleaning house. Ever since. Ever since. And now (laughs) he is finally getting a step up in competition. Yes, he is. Everybody's been calling for it. What an opponent Marlon Vera is going to be for him. Black, I'm a big Sean O'Malley fan. I'm a big fan. I love what this kid can do. Fought Eddie the last time, his last fight out, and dropped him. Left him sleep with a home run overhand right. And Eli White is a tough fighter, a UFC veteran. Been Mm in the UFC for years, and he did that to a tough guy in him. But Sean O'Malley is a special talent. He has the potential to be next, the next superstar. I kind of get Conor McGregor feels when I watch him fight. Exactly. When Conor was young and coming up in the game, he ain't talkative like Conor, but his fight style mimics... Conor's excitement when he was in the uh early stage in the UFC. Yeah. So, Black, what's your thoughts on Sugar Sean, man?
0: Man, I like him, man. I like the kid, man. Uh, like you say, uh, you think about Conor McGregor when he first was coming up. Mm-hmm. I think, more, I, and you know what? <clears throat> I think the more and more we see him win and get bigger fights and make a name for himself, I start. I think we'll start seeing more talking. You know, that's what what okay. tends to happen. Maybe with some guys. You know, I think I think he maybe. He has the it factor for the UFC. Like you, like you said to me, this guy is, he's up next. He's up next in the UFC. But this fight this weekend is a real, real test. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a good fight. Yes. Have, like D.C. is going to have fight of the night written all
1: over. Yeah, absolutely does. Because
0: Marlon Rivera is no joke. He can, get, he can beat you standing up. He can beat you on the ground. Explosive fighter. Explosive fighter. Yes. So something yes. gotta give. Yes. And this one will not be going the distance. Nope.
1: Somebody, Somebody getting stopped. Somebody getting
0: stopped. Yeah. So I'm excited, man. I'm excited by Shane O'Malley, man, all the uh, everything that he could do, man. I could, I could see it. Cause we seen it in Conor McGregor. Yeah. Like, this guy has just, he just has it written all over him. You yeah. see it. And his facade and everything that he does, you know, from the YouTube channel, from watching, even watching the countdown that mm-hmm. they did for this. The kid is special. You yeah. see it. And, Good time. And, and, and I like, he, and, he's, and he's humble. Mm-hmm. He's humble to see a kid, you know, not, not get beside himself. He went and bought a huge, uh, a used UFC cage that mm-hmm. people didn't want because it was like, ah, oh, mm-hmm. nah. Needs, he, he bought it to put in a warehouse. He don't even have a gym. Mm-mm. He put it in a warehouse. That one his buddies work at. Mm-hmm. You know, so this kid is still humble. He's hungry. And this, this co-main event right here with Marlon Rivera is going to be fireworks. Y'all don't want to miss
1: this. One. Yeah. Y'all tune in to UFC 252. You also got Junior Dos Santos making his return. The Wiley veteran, former heavyweight champion. You got John Dotson, a former title challenger on this card as well, man. So, got some pretty good fights. Some, uh, some good fighters on this card. Uh, this Saturday, UFC 252. Uh, on ESPN pay per view, but uh, here at the sports desk <laughs> we have the links, so we will not be watching it on pay per view. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, man. So we're gonna get out of here, and we're gonna give you some other news, man. And we're gonna close up shop because the Lakers are about to tip off soon, and we definitely don't want to miss that. All right, man. We got a few things, few things, another news, man. Just a few. All right. So, man, black. Got the alert yesterday. We're getting hyped, getting ready, man, for um, Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. to happen in September. And it looks like that fight is going to be delayed, man. So this fight is scheduling, look like November the 12th is what they are targeting for Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. to happen. They haven't said why, they haven't said what, I'm sure we'll get those details as we go forward. So this fight has been rescheduled uh, to some time in November. Shout out to Quran Butler, man, former NBA player. Um, he's now NBA analyst for NBA TV. He won an Emmy, man. He got a documentary out there, you know, uh, documentary his life, how he was a young kid selling drugs in the streets and a lot of trouble. Uh, one of Somebody found him in the neighborhood. They noticed he could play a little basketball, put him in the gym, P.A.L., Boys and Girls Club, start playing some youthful basketball, high school standout, Got uh, had a nice college run and a healthy NBA career, man. So mm-hmm. he won an Emmy for that, bro. Oh, yeah. shout, so out shout out to Ron to Butler, man. That's real dope. The Cleveland Cavaliers prepared to dump the whole organization to try to get Ben Simmons in this offseason. The wow. Cavaliers are willing to trade everybody and everything to acquire Ben Simmons, so keep an eye out on that. Several GMs in the NBA believe that. And last but not least, Black, we got a nice flyweight championship fight taking place in just a couple of months. Cody Garbarant was so impressive in his last out. he also had a, a knockoff uh, home run, so to speak Knocking out a guy winning his last fight I can forget who he fought He will get in a, He's going to drop down the weight Flyweight championship match Against oh I'm butchering his name But that man is a killer yes, he is. And he beat the holy you know what That Joseph <laughs> Benavidez Not once, but twice yes, he did. So we're looking forward to that fight so that's pretty much it, man, for other news, man. So things to watch for, NBA playoffs, maybe NBA play-ins, UFC 252. We got some boxing as well. A lot of stuff going on, man. So glad y'all could join us for another episode. You've oh, excuse me, uh, not UFC, but episode 70 of the Sports Desk. Um, Thank you for rocking with us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Y'all check out everything where we at, man. Reduce a sponsor on Instagram. My name is Desiree L. Hicks Jr. You can find me on Twitter. And Instagram, Black, where can they find you?
0: You can find me uh, on Twitter and Instagram at enl 3 man.
1: Y'all hit me up. Let's talk about it. Yes, sir. So, again, we'll be back next week, man. Episode 71 of the Sports Desk. And we'll be talking to y'all soon, man. Y'all be safe out there. Wash your hands, dog. Y'all must have forgot, 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 Y'all must
0: have forgot, 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 forgot. <laughs> 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 New sports dance. Main back music. Main music. May-back music. May-back music. May-back.